I'm here with Michael Samuel, who's doing the role of Figaro, one of the great roles in the operatic repertoire in the marriage of Figaro. Is this your first time, Michael, doing the role? No, I believe this is my fourth production singing Figaro, but I've been around it um, at least seven times, I want to say. It was the first role I did in college, uh, just as I was graduating. I covered it when I was in the studio in Houston at Houston Grand Opera. Uh, my first professional Figaro was in Dayton Opera. Uh, the next summer I did it at Central City Opera. Uh, returned to the role in San Francisco in 2019 and uh, joined the cover cast somewhat last minute in New York, uh, the top of last year. Uh, and then this, this being uh, Pittsburgh. Well, welcome to Pittsburgh. I am listening to your voice. I love the sound of it. Was it this voice that uh, someone said, oh, this young man is going to be a singer? Well, it was much higher at that time, I think. <laughs> so I, I grew up um, in Texas, and so the all-state choir process, once you reach high school, um, is very competitive. And I believe my freshman year, I was auditioning as tenor two, and literally at the all-state round, my voice, I, I could just feel a change coming and... Um, the following week, um, I was still preparing to go to TMEA uh, with my choir, and I raised my hand in, in rehearsals. Mrs. Lawler, I, I can't sing this line. So my music started to look like a roadmap where I would sing tenor and then drop down to bass. And then he, it just eventually kept going lower and settled a little higher. But uh, yeah, it, it, it was much higher at that time. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, tell me about, about the role of Figaro. How do you like to uh, come into this and create this character? I think it's what really resonates with me is his, his love for Susanna and his, he sees, he tries to see the good in every situation. And so when he's coming into what should be the best day of his life, to then receive this, this bombshell from Susanna that the Count, this man who's elevated him and, and you know, how he believes to uh, the bigger room and, you know, he's his right-hand man and he's going to send him to London to be his, his right-hand man, his, his uh, spokesperson, but um, to see that it's all been a ruse, just all been part of the plan to, to get closer to Susanna and, and, uh, reinstate that feudal right and he's I think Figaro is fiercely loyal and so while that anger and, and that uh, rage underneath could boil over and cause um, him to act completely out of character he's able to channel it for his good and for I, I, I think I always want to win and everyone you know there's always this this battle of the classes and so Figaro finds the best way he can when, within the circumstances of class and rank to win without, um, <laughs> without suffering deadly consequences, if you will. Well, if it was a romantic opera by Puccini or Verdi, he'd be pulling out a gun or a sword. Yeah, it's, it's a little different when, you, when you're dealing with the, uh, when you're a servant. <laughs> at, at, that, at that point, you know, that, that's certainly a uh, recipe for instant death. But... Um, so it's, I think it's the genius of being able to one-up the aristocracy without 
you know, find being able to to find different ways, as he says in the uh, in the aria. I'm gonna, you know, joke here, pokey there, but you know, it's it's just a joke. But it's he's always turning things on his head without just blatantly coming out and because he he could have done that. Um, the next scene he enters with uh, the chorus and Susanna to, you know, oh let's let's just go ahead and get this wedding underway. But um, he he's gonna play it slowly. He's gonna make sure he he doesn't uh, reveal too much too soon. And and I, I I think in that way he he wins out. One of the great um, well great ensembles period is the end of the second act as the uh, as it starts and everybody's getting deeper and deeper into trouble and uh, he just skirts around it each and every time that's that's his uh, one of his greatest gifts in that act two finale is probably my favorite scene that my favorite piece of music to to sing and, and perform on stage it's just the perfect farce, <laughs> if, if you will. But uh, yeah, it he finds his way out, yeah, as you said, in and out of trouble. And just when he thinks he's he's uh, sealed the deal, no pun intended, with the uh, the seal on Cherubino's um, commission, um, in come Bartolo, Marcellina, and Basilio. And so it, the, the first half of the opera uh, ends with that uncertainty, but there's still, you know, the rest of the day to go. There's still a wedding that we hope will go off without a hitch, but um, it's, it's definitely a, a stick in the mud, a, you know, a point of where Figaro really has to rethink this situation because they've, they've got them dead to right uh, in a way. And then there's, uh, in the fourth act here, you see your beloved wife, singing supposedly to maybe the count or her lover who's coming and of course she's singing to you but you're not quite sure of that oh yes um and it starts with um figaro and his mother marcellina finding his cousin barbarina uh she's searching for something and that's you know once he finds out that it's the seal the the pin that the count has given her to give to susanna it's like whoa to, to my wife is is that what's going on and so with with that uh rage and jealousy um it's sort of like the he blows his lid at that point where he's he's been able to focus the anger into a plan that will uh you know hopefully keep them on track to get to get married and with the count not being able to reinstall the uh feudal right um, I think at that point of Apri Tempo, um, the, the aria, it, it just sort of all boils over. So the fact he's not seeing clearly, he's not thinking clearly, um, and he sees um, Susanna in the, in the garden and, and believes, of course, that she's there for the count. So it's, it's, just, <laughs> it's just piling on top of Figaro at that point that he, to the point that he just doesn't know what's going on and, and, and whether or not he's been bamboozled this entire time mm -hmm. truly a comedy of errors and and but when he does get angry he's actually by himself yeah that's it you know there are many times when people can be completely themselves and completely honest about the situation because those suspicions that Susanna has been able to quell early in the opera when he thought everything was great yeah we've we've got the the best room in the castle and um but Susanna's saying, well, what if it's because 
you're able to go off when he calls you and then he's alone and we're just right here in this room next to them. And that's just too much for Figaro to, to handle at that moment. But it's, she wants to let him know as gently as she, as she can, but the suspicions for Figaro, it's, it's not knowing whether or not, the, has this been happening? Are you a, a willing participant? Are you open to this? Is it just the count? So she's able to, to break the truth to him and he's able to take in this information knowing that, okay, it's not my wife to be at that point. It's, it's the count. But what, you know, what horrible news is this and that I have to deal with? But um, when he's alone and just able to piece together what he believes is the truth that Susanna is actually um, a willing participant with the count and, and, um, and he's alone so he can just be completely honest and let out a few ideas and thoughts that he probably, you know, <laughs> wouldn't otherwise. Right, right. Well, Michael, we're looking forward to your version of The Figaro in Mozart's The Marriage of Figaro. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.